it's kind of the moment where, you know, Henry Ford had been doing the assembly line thing for a long, 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 long time. And then suddenly the war effort kicks in and it's like, oh, everyone has to do this. This is not optional. This is how every bit of manufacturing has to work. Hey, I'm Michael Panic, And I'm Michael Ray. And And we're we're the the Michaels. Michaels. We worked together for eight years and through many hopeful and hopeless situations. Today, we each work jobs we love and enjoy life every day. During our time as co-workers, we ignored a lot of warning signs, which eventually caused issues in our personal lives, affecting family and friends. Our work-life balance was out of whack, and we didn't even know it. This podcast is all about recognizing potential issues and advice on how to correct your course of life and work. This This is Work-Life Balance. Hey everyone, it is Michael Ray and Michael Panic. We are, if this recording sounds a little weird to you, it is because it is 100% remote right now. <laughs> we, uh, we have, if just to kind of give you context, it is March 18th. And so it has been a couple of days since the COVID 19 situation has come. And so to be cautious, we have decided instead of recording in our little studio that we normally do, we are now going to do it remotely. So we're actually doing this through Anchor's app on our phones, which is kind of cool. Gotta love technology. Cool. Gotta love technology. I can't believe it. It actually worked this seamlessly too. So props yeah. to Anchor for building this little system up. But. Um, Anyway, so so a couple of things that we want to talk about today. Uh, we're not. This isn't going to be our our hundred percent normal episode, but thought it makes sense to talk about. So the biggest challenge that people are facing right now, so our audience and lots of people in general, is that you've been told you're going to be a remote worker and you're going to be a remote worker for a little while. You know, a couple of weeks. It sounds like. And then to add more complications, chances are your kids are now out of school for a couple of weeks. And so you went from the peace of working at your office to the chaos of working at home with your kids at home that you have to take care of as well. And so we want to talk about that. Now, the kid thing, we have some limited pieces that we can relate to, but then from a remote work standpoint, we're both extremely familiar with that. Oh yeah. Uh, I want to say that if you listen to any of our previous episodes, uh, you'll find that remote work environments are very challenging. Uh, it, at, at, on the surface, it seems like awesome and amazing because you get the, you know, work from your couch type of mentality. But then what you find is that uh, you have a harder time separating between your personal life and your work life because it's all now in the same room. Right. And so there's no physical separation. There's no commute that in your mind says, okay, I'm going to work or I'm leaving work. Yeah. And I'll say that uh, just kind of up front, I do not like remote work. Um, I've never cared for it. When, when I actually first moved to this town, um, we didn't have an office space. Michael and I were both, quote-unquote, remote. He was working out of uh, um, an office, like a shared office space uh, for some, some friends. Um, so we had a place he was going, but I was working out of my home for a month. And I really hated it. I really don't like this. So for any of you that are, you know, 
maybe excited about, oh, yay, I get to work from home. This is going to be great. I would say uh, be cautious because it might not be everything that you have built it up in your mind to be. Um, I would actually say it probably isn't everything that you've built it up to be in your mind. Um, but it, for those of you that have been here, done this, know that you don't really like it. I have good news that if you do have to uh, do the remote work thing for an extended period of time, there's, there's steps you can take, things you can do that will make it way better, more palatable, um, easier to manage. Um, and so that's kind of what we want to talk about today is things that we've heard of working for other people, tips and tricks that just make working from home a bit more manageable and, uh, you know, help you not just lose your mind when you're trying to do all this. Yeah. And the losing the mind part, it's a for real thing because all of a sudden you, um, like, okay, for me, for instance, like I, I, I don't like working from home. I, I really have a high preference of going into an office of some sort. And, uh, and what I do is a lot of, um, what do you say? Like I go out and meet people. Like I, I interact with people. I do a lot of those things. And so one of the challenges that I'm facing right now is like, so I, I do a lot of networking and stuff like that. And all, all networking has been canceled at right. this moment. And so your chamber stuff is canceled. I'm part of something, a uh, networking group and they've canceled, they've canceled like everywhere essentially. And so uh, I've essentially, I've been removed from majority of what I do. And so now I'm kind of like, well, what do I do now? And so, and then I also do cold calling and cold calling is not going to be super effective right now because mm-hmm. people are very distracted. And then they're also in their mode of like, they don't they don't know what's coming and so when people don't know what's coming they sit on their money and don't want to do do things and just want to you know wait it out yeah and so and so that's the challenge that i'm facing right now so one thing though like that i've done and so i I think one thing that people in general should think about doing is that when you're when you're in this position where you, you can't do what you normally can do but you are an expert in what you do um you should take advantage of that and say and offer your expertise to people in some form or fashion and yeah. it could be just a, could be a phone call uh zoom call that seems to be the catchphrase right now just oh get gosh. on a zoom call i think I've, I've never seen a company do so well in terms of coining a phrase so quickly mm-hmm. like it's kind of because i mean honestly two years ago or a year ago people kind the people in the industry knew what zoom was but it was not like, a th- but in all sense, like, yeah, just get a Zoom call, Zoom call, Zoom call. And it's just kind of comical, actually. Like, even the, so you'll think this is funny. So the networking group that I do that we meet every week, the uh, owner of the groups purchased a enterprise level Zoom. Wow. And so we're actually going to keep doing our meetings via Zoom, oh, yeah. which is going to be, it's going to be hilarious when you have 30 something people on a zoom call and we all have to talk at, at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to, it's going to, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> like yeah. how it's going to go. Down. <laughs> a lot of people are, are doing that, um, that kind of thing right now. I mean, just different, like various non-work groups still trying to get together over 
Zoom calls, Skype calls, whatever. Um, I volunteer for a film festival. I'm a screener for a local film festival, and our midterm meeting is coming up. They decided that since we can't have groupings of people like that, we're probably going to either this is re- they're either going to set up like an online form for us to fill out to kind of check in, or we're going to do a Zoom call, which is just like what most people are are doing now. I mean, I all of our meetings, you know, at work, we're doing video calling, and um, and so there's one like that's one thing we can delve into a little bit. Some some really good upfront tips for working from home is do your very best to be hardwired into your network. So if you're used to running on Wi-Fi, uh, it could really benefit you to have an actual Ethernet connection into your computer, especially when you're doing a bunch of video calling, um, when you're trying to you know get things done quickly. Uh, you don't want the lag of Wi-Fi. You don't want the bottlenecks of Wi-Fi. So it, it can really, really help you to be hardwired connected in, uh, especially when you're doing those video calls. And then also, I know you've seen like all the pictures, the the funny uh, like memes and stuff like that going around, but the virtual background thing can be very helpful. Um, unfortunately, oh, yeah. have you seen that? Do you, are you guys all Zooming? Are y'all, are, have, you, have you been able to play uh, the not, background? I haven't played the back. That's pretty funny. I, I forgot that's a thing. Oh, yeah. Um. It's, it's really useful, though. I mean, like, so we do everything Google Hangouts. And so you don't have virtual backgrounds in Google Hangouts, which kind of makes mad because I'm up here in my studio, which is a particular wreck right now that I'm I'm working out of. And so it's like distracting. People keep giving me flack because of, you know, they'll, they're like noticing all the stuff behind me and they're making fun of me. Um but it's just kind of distracting. It's really nice to be able to turn in that virtual background and, and just focus on what you got to focus on. That's a good idea though. I like that. Uh, it's probably one, re- probably one reason why zoom is doing well, because mm-hmm. you can pretend to be in a professional setting and not be, uh, which is cool. And uh, so another thing to add there too. So uh, whether you like it or not, even though you're working from home, you should dress like you're going to Absolutely. Work. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's probably the most uh, spoused uh, advice that I keep hearing. And I, it's, on, it's very good advice. It's like, wake up, get a shower, get dressed just like you normally would, eat breakfast just like you normally would, do all your things, and then get to work. You know, make it yeah. feel like your normal routine. And the, other, and the other side of that that I think is so important, I just said something about it, is be... Um, you, you know, designate a part of your house to work out of. Make yeah. it, yeah. Uh, you know, if it's a studio, if it's, I have a coworker who's literally working out of her walk-in closet. Um, I, it needs to be a dedicated space. If that is at all possible, devote one room or just part of a room, just one space that all you do there is work, and you'll be amazed at how quickly you find that it feels like an office. It feels like this is your, uh, this is your place. This is where you work. And when you get in there, you feel the energy to like get down to business. When you leave, it's like taking a break or going home. But when you're in there, it feels like actually doing work. Yeah. It's the same simple concept of, you know, your bedroom is where you sleep. And so your body naturally, when you're in your bedroom, like, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm getting tired. Mm-hmm. 
I want to go bad. You had a same, like your, your mind takes a quick turn and uh, changes direction a little bit when it knows it's in a space. Um, and so, yeah, it's a big encouragement just to make sure that you guys are in the, um, the right mindset because it's hard. Like there's nothing easy about working from home at all. And it's important to kind of look at it in that sense. Yeah. But I, I would say so um, other things worth noting in the work from home environment is um, keep a schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to keep a real schedule. Like the, so the advantage that you have, of course, is that um, now you're not commuting. So if you have like a 30 minute or an hour commute, you now can look at that as gain time. Because like reality is, you know, if you, let's say in general, you have an, a 30 minute commute and you pretty much on a regular basis clock in or start work at eight o'clock, right? So the idea would be that at eight o'clock, you start work at home, you know, right on the dot and keep that mentality yep. going uh, and keep your same routines that you would at work um, to a certain point. Now, obviously talking to people in the hallway or, saying, hey, whatever, as you're getting to your uh, desk, that's a different, going to be different now, but it's perfectly okay that, you know, if you take, if you're, as that's your typical routine, so you get your coffee, uh, and then instead of talking to people, if you got, if your company uses Slack, you could just message somebody and say, how is everybody this morning, you know, that type of thing, um, just to kind of get the conversations going, and it, it just feels better, and then, uh, one thing that's unique to what we're doing in our company, we are having, like we are remote, but then we're having check-in meetings throughout the week where we're having a, a couple of meetings a week of just how is everybody, what are we working on? Yeah. Uh, is there anything that we need to discuss? That type, like it's not a long drawn out meeting. It's more a couple of mm-hmm. minutes just so we're all engaged. Cause I think one of the challenges that we're also going to face is, um, ignoring responsibilities right where, that can become a, a yeah. serious problem because it naturally you're like ah I'm, if i'm if i'm barely working there no one else is barely you know everyone else is barely working so let's just uh let's just relax a little bit and then all of a sudden you get behind on stuff because i would say like like okay we're here in alabama this legitimately feels like a, a a, a one week snow day does. Yeah. so far. It feels like it just, there's this risk of ice every single day. All <laughs> it is sudden. weird to me that I feel like I shouldn't leave the house and like quarantined. And then I go outside and it's still nice outside because we are so used to like the only time we ever get this way, feel this way is when it's snowing or icy. And so it's weird that it's not that way. It's actually kind of beautiful outside. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause the way people are acting about getting, bread and all that stuff is like well this is just like a snow it day except except it's an exactly <laughs> it extended snow day and and the president's on the on tv every day all of a sudden <laughs> so so it's a little different world but it is that and i think that's the one advantage we have in alabama is that we know how to react <laughs> in terms of the oh, situation yeah. so it, it's it's somewhat familiar in this weird time but um that's kind of funny, but yeah, I, I think so remote working. Um, so we talked about your scheduling a little bit, uh, your general thought process, uh, how you're supposed to interact with people in some ways, but then the other side is, is 
what what do you do to to be different because like right now i mean if you're like i'm in sales and so i literally everything i do can't i can't do that i typically do i just can't do right now like i i still communicate with clients and get things done in that sense but in terms of like new business development you know new business i'm limited all of a sudden so i'm i'm experimenting so like uh yesterday i put out a video where i am basically offering my expertise to people yeah i saw and that i thought that was a really really good idea like and the goal is not i'm not gonna hard it's literally like i want to like i can help you and a lot of it came from i had talked to a lady earlier that day um and i and i knew i told her i was like at the very beginning it's like i'm not gonna sell you because i know that you currently use somebody else and i'm not interested in that but i'm i'm seeing some things that you can do right now yourself or at least get fixed that's not being done that's going to help you and so we spent about 15 20 minutes going through some things that weren't being done and then i was you know and then i was praising her on things that were done um and so by the end of it she had uh, a checklist of things that she was going to do or have the company do for her and it's going to make it better because reality is like i, I deal with digital marketing so uh the thing is, like right now, everyone's a little scared. Mm. And so, but the reality is in in a very short period, the everything will turn back to normal. Yeah. Whatever normal is. And you have to be ready for that, right? And so I'm helping people, and this is what we know in digital, like it, digital is not immediate. It sometimes takes a little time to ramp up, just like any type of marketing in general. You know, you very rarely is it like an immediate response type of thing. And so you have to kind of build that. And I think uh, people are missing the mark if they're going to just disappear for two months or whatever it is. I mean, it's kind of like even how the restaurants right now in in Birmingham, they've had to basically shut down dining Mm -hmm. rooms and restaurants. And so what did the restaurants do? They reacted and have a curbside pickup service and delivery yeah. all of a sudden. And and that keeps the doors open per se. Like it keeps them working and it keeps them selling to people who need food and things like that. And it works. Like they didn't just close their doors and say, oh, we'll see y'all in a month or two or just say, ah, we're going to shut down 100% and not come back. I'm, um, they're, they're being I'm creative. Something. I, I really think that when I, you know, when I see things like, what you're talking about there and and those kind of approaches i think that we're going to look back and see this whole covid thing as kind of a defining moment where everyone was sort of forced to get on board it's kind of the moment where you know henry ford had been doing the assembly line thing for a long 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 time and then suddenly the war effort kicks in and it's like, oh, everyone has to do this. This is not optional. This is how every bit of manufacturing has to work. Like, you know, I I think there's been people doing the things the right way, sort of future focused. And this is the moment where you get thrust into the future and nothing's ever the same. So I don't, uh, I don't know what that looks like. That's a little scary, but I think this is a huge moment of change in history where, kind of from here out, everything is a little different. Um, and part of it, you know, if, if your business, if what you do can, you, you need to think future, you need to, 
progress. You don't need to stick around and wait for everything to just go back to quote unquote normal, because there may not be a true normal that I really think this could be a moment of such dire change that this is you know, the new normal. Not that we all sit in our houses all the time, but I don't know that that's not possible, that it doesn't become less common for people to go out and, I don't know, I, but I would say that this is a, a moment that we're, we're thrust into the future and you kind of have to um, ride it. And so it's, it is important that businesses see those kind of things, focus on the fact that, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not optional. If you've got to shut down your dining room, you have to do something to keep going. And so it doesn't need to be a thing where you start offering curbside now and then everything blows over and you give it up. You need to be thinking of sustainable ways to do this for the rest of the life of your business. If you're doing curbside now, you need to be doing curbside for the rest forever, probably. Yeah. Cause you're going to have people that are going to get used to it exactly. and enjoy it. Exactly. Uh, well, it's funny. Even, even my dad, my dad's kind of a good example. He, um, so where he lives, the closest grocery store per se is the dollar general. And he's always in that mindset. If I can't get it dollar general, then I don't yeah. need it type of thing, which is funny mm-hmm. to me. And then, uh, but with all this happening, he's like, well, I think I'll try this grocery delivery thing. And he had Publix do grocery delivery to him. Um, uh, I think Monday, and he's like, I'll never go back. That was the most convenient thing I've ever oh done gosh. in my life. <laughs> and, so, and that's just a mind shift. You know, there's something like, I, I think you have the, that 45, 50 plus uh, air, uh, age that's been resistant to technology or changes in how they do things because they're just used to it. And they don't say, I don't need that. And now all of a sudden, like, well, I don't have a, much of an option all of a sudden. Yeah you know, that be from zoom meetings or grocery delivery or, or whatever. And then they they're forced to do it. And like, Oh, it's actually Mm near as bad as I thought it was. And so you're going to have that shift. And, you know, I'm curious, like, like, I think we're going to find that you're going to have a survival of the more healthy companies. And then the companies that were going month to month that weren't really all put together, they were just, it was such a good economy, you know, it's, it, it was relatively easy to make money. And so you're going to see those oh, falter yeah. just because they weren't really prepared. Because yeah. uh, lots of companies, I mean, like, yeah, because they I mean, like what Amazon announced the other day, they're now hiring 100,000 new workers or something. Um, some crazy number. And it's just kind of, you have to think about it. Like they, they're not getting that much more revenue they just have saved and reserved money uh where they can do this freely and it just works like they have things in place like so to your business owners out there i mean do you have uh, a plan for six months like can you handle something like this uh, six months at a time or do you literally have to close your doors because you don't have the cash or the processes to to keep it alive. Uh, and I think most people probably don't. I mean, I, I really like looking at the businesses no. that we've looked at. I think that a, they probably don't have the cash reserves. They probably are month to month. They're probably like above their means as a business. The other side of it is, and this goes back to kind of what we always talk about here. It's like, man, when things get dire, 
I know that like people are afraid of losing their jobs, but don't think for a second that if they look at their look at your company that you're running and see, wow, this thing's going down the tank and I hate working here, they will be gone immediately. They don't care how hard it is to get the next job. People will lose total, like they'll lose all their faith in your business and then they'll leave. I really think that you'll see a lot of people leaving crappy jobs. Um, even though, you know, even though it's scary and even though it's like, well, who else would hire me? You get to a point where you're like full survival mode. I mean, if this gets bad enough, people will go into full survival mode. And at that point, yeah, they'll leave. They'll, you know, slam the door on the way out They're They've got to survive. And, and if your business is failing, they're not going to work for it anymore, period. So now's not the time to be yeah. complacent or, or if you just hunker down and weather the storm. You, you kind of have to go full force into something like this. Well, and it's like if you get a message from your um, employer saying that we've ha- we're having mm. to delay payroll and it's like, if they're already sending that now, which in our world has been basically we're less than a week into this and they're already having to communicate that, that is such oh, a major gosh. flag that there's so much, there's no cash flow at all. And literally their company has to stop. So if you're now, if you love, that job and love that company it's a hard decision right um but if you are like panic saying if you're miserable and you're like uh this isn't gonna work i mean at that point that that's your that that's a good indicator like if you were thinking about going that would be a good time to say you know what yeah it's time to get out this is not gonna work at all and now I did learn the other day i didn't i didn't even notice this thing you may do you may notice this thing so apparently you can buy as a company, obviously right now, probably pretty hard, but you can buy a uh, business interruption hmm. insurance. Um, and I did, I didn't know that was a thing, but it makes total sense. So business interruption insurance. So you know how you see like that classic restaurant that gets shut down to remodel or uh, something ha- like uh, the example that was given to me, there was a restaurant in a mall and the neighboring store caught fire and so they had to rebuild their restaurant and that store. And so they were shut down for three months, but they had business interruption service. And so even though no one was working, they all got paid wow. through the insurance. No, I've never heard. Of, that is absolutely amazing. And so I'm not surprised something like that exists, but I've never heard of it. Yeah. And I think it's a real common oh, thing in the restaurant industry. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I'm curious if that's, like I have no idea if that's even a thing for this type of scenario, but um, but yeah, it's apparently a pretty big thing. That's really cool. Um, and yeah, I and I don't. Uh, I just did a quick search on uh, that for the co- coronavirus stuff, and it's like it will cover some, not not everything. And but uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but uh, good to know. Um, but yeah, I, I you know I think you know this is that like you're saying this is that time of change and it's a time to change for the better. Cause you know, when you're down to where you're having the essentials where you have to do what you have to do to survive, you'll start to find out exactly. what's actually important. And, and that's a, not. that's a really good way to put it is this is a really good moment to see everything for what it is. Right. Because people are their truest selves when they're threatened. Um, you, you don't know somebody until you're lost in the jungle with them. Like when, 
suddenly you can look around as employees, you can see who your employer is, how flexible they really are, how scared they really are. You can see whether or not this is something you want to be a part of. And as employers, you can see, uh, you know, what your employees are really made of. This is a good opportunity to kind of lift the veil and everybody see everything for what it is and to make positive adjustments. And it's like you're not the other thing to remember is this is not common. You're not going to get another opportunity like this probably in your lifetime, but definitely not for a while. Um, And you have a good chance to just like I said, just see things for what they are Um, and just use it. Just take it and use it uh, for no matter what side of the fence you're on. Uh, you know, really, really take this as a time to self-evaluate. And I know people who are doing that already. I have a, a, a friend who is like kind of using this as an opportunity to, to jump off, to say like, okay, this is, this is it. I, I've not been happy. I'm, I'm not liking this anyway. So it's time to move on and I'm done. And, and this has just been a good opportunity for them to see how they really feel about things um, not just kind of before it was, I guess, murky. And now it's a time for them to like, to really see what's going on. Um, I think everybody should take it as that. Well, and it's funny too, cause you know, the timing of all this, you know, it's been a little, just a little over a year since yeah. you and I left the other company. And I think if, if, if this, if we were still there today, this situation would said, you know what? This is not. Oh, I, I can't yeah, see this working for sure. Uh, and then the, uh, how this would be, this would have been the nail in the coffin at that point, and um, and part of you know, it, and that's the other part you got to fight. You know, if it's something that you, just, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be here, and then your your boss or owner plays the "woe is me" card and saying, "Oh, I, we we can't survive without you," that type of thing. They'll say that, but it's, and then and then they'll yeah. say, "But we can't pay you right like, now." Oh, <laughs> cool. like, what? Yeah, I don't. You as an employee, you don't have to listen to that. You don't have to deal with that. I mean, I'm I believe in company loyalty, but I also believe in loyalty from the company to you when and and rewarding good behavior. So if if you're a model employee and you're going well, and let's say like the bosses are getting paid and they're telling you you're getting cut. No, you, you cut them and you go somewhere else. I mean, and so, I, yeah, cause I remember, uh, I had a friend and, and you know, the 2008 uh-huh. recession was massive and, and in their industry companies were closing left and right. And so as the owner, he did quit paying himself and made sure all of his employees were paid for yeah. uh, like a year. Um, and so, and that's what he had to do. Cause he did not want to lose his employees. He did not want them. He did not want hardship for them. And so they, you know, they had money in the company but at the same time, he, you know, he to make sure it was, cause nobody knew how long it was going to last. You know, he had to like pretty much quit paying himself to make sure everyone else survived. And if you don't have a leader or owner or boss, that's, not willing to do that, or at least not have things in place to make it survivable. Um, that that's just a huge red flag of like, okay, this is obviously this company is looking out for itself only and yeah. not caring and now, about if its you people. Have some level of ownership 
uh, even if it's not like your business, you're not necessarily like the boss or whatever, but if you're, you know, if you have equity and you're getting bonuses or whatever, you have to be willing to accept that those might need to get cut short term so the business can survive long term. And you might need to be willing to take you basically every business, I think, in a recession needs to be willing to run at a zero percent margin. But if the, the thing is, what is a zero yeah. percent margin for five months? Uh if you get to survive compared to a normal margin for five months and then it's over forever for good, it's done. You know, it's, I think it's all about perspective. Um, but you've got to be willing to just take less in the temporary to kind of keep things going. Yeah. I mean, I really like there are, I'm sure there are lots of books and podcasts and other things on how to prepare a company for this. But I think in general, uh, as a company, you should work toward a mm-hmm. six month reserve of where if, if everything hit the fan and you were getting zero new business or you lost lots of business, do you have six months worth of reserve to keep people in check? Just because like, okay, reality is, you know, if you are in a company, like I have a friend that right now is in a, in a dire situation. He, uh, he basically does security mm-hmm. for large events. And so his workforce is like yeah. higher on higher, you know, it, it comes and goes based on the event. And now since they've pretty much banned yep. large events in this, he literally cannot all his current jobs are gone. He can't get any new jobs. And so he's in a weird situation. And so, and, but he's not closing yet. Like he's going to work his way through and figure it out and not just give up. Like you just can't give in those yeah. situations. You just can't give up. Like you can't let something that you built for years you, go away in a weekend. Like tough. Um, and this kind of is going to show you how tough you really are. I mean, if you let it fall by the wayside, if this is, when it, if, if this is the end, then you probably never really had it to begin with. That's, that's kind of the hard truth is it's like, if something like this can really tank you out, you never really had it to, you, you just were kind of living on the good life and, and things have just been nice and neat and easy for a while. And you were just kind of living on that. This is what, it, what is the it's a famous literary quote? These are the times that try men's souls. I don't remember if it's literary or if I, Actually, that might have been a depression yeah. era quote, but it's the truth, right? These are the times that that try men's souls. It, <laughs> if, if this is the moment that tanks your business, you 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 just get to see how stable your house of cards really is. Yeah. Um, so uh, a few more things. Uh, I, yeah. I like that we've gotten off onto this. It's always good to to discuss things from a more like business perspective um, because we do have so, so that. I was going to say that quote was December 23rd, December 23rd, oh, 1776 man, by Thomas Paine. Who, who said it? Thomas Paine. There you Thomas go. Paine. Um, Thomas Paine. Man, okay. Wow. It's, it's funny <laughs> how like there, it just goes to show you like these moments in time happen regularly there. I, that could have been a depression era quote. Um, it was a revolutionary quote. It could have been, a quote from ancient Rome. It could have been a quote from uh, just about any moment in history. We have these turning point events um, and they are, that's what they are. They, they're a moment to see what you're really made of and what we are as a, 
as the human race are really, really made of. So it's very interesting. Um, yeah. There's another quote. I don't know who it's from. It says, may you live in interesting times. And I would say that we are definitely living in interesting times. Yeah, this is yeah. all unprecedented times. Like at, at least not in our lifetime. I, I really think, <clears throat> I think to compare this to the, to like 9-11 or the 08 crash, I, I think that's, that's not right. I think this is a substantially more um, important, more volatile than, than either of those. So. Yeah. And it's one of those things that, you know, basically with like 9-11, there was mm-hmm. a path, you know, like this is like, okay, this is happening. This is what we're going to do. And it, and the thing with 9-11, it didn't necessarily affect every individual yeah on a personal level you know we weren't all working from home a lot you know you reduced your travel and stuff like that but but this is like you're afraid to talk to somebody in person (laughs) like it's just you have this fear of what what happened you know and then all of a sudden you know you can't now you're like i can't go visit my grandmother Cause I'm afraid I might, I might have this thing and she may get it too. And it's mm-hmm. more detrimental to her than it is to me. And, and so you're just kind of playing this game. And the, but, but thankfully though, like, you know, it's, there are, we're working through it as a nation. And we'll, I mean, and the reality is we will get past this. Like it's, it's not going to be here forever, which is good. Uh, but yeah, it, it is challenging times at yeah. a, at a minimum yeah. to say the least. So, you know, the best, best advice I have for but, probably anybody right now is just try, you know, just keep your wits about you. It is a temporary state. Everything is, everything is transient. You, we're all going to get through this. It's not going to be necessarily easy. It's probably going to get harder. Um, wash your hands, uh, don't go to the office work from home (laughs) don't go see your grandparents right now uh it you know it's all the stuff that you've been hearing you just kind of have to go with it and i you know too many people are trying to debate well is it even that bad well is this even real is this it 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 kind of doesn't even matter at this point doesn't even really matter what you think just just go with it and i'm gonna i'm just gonna say like accept the social norm live with it for a while. Um, no one's abusing it. This isn't like sketchy or weird. This is just kind of the reality that we're living in right now. You're not above it. You just kind of have to deal with it like the rest of us. And, um, if you're having to work from home, keep your routine, do the things that uh, you would normally do, do call people, slack people just personally, just say like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm bored. It's okay to admit that you're bored. Um, don't try to do laundry during the day. Uh, if you have kids, I have no idea what to tell you, but just know that my heart goes out to you because holy crap, I can't imagine. I can't even imagine these people trying to do this with like a dog. Be on Zoom calls and like somebody's dog just jumps up in their lap and I'm like, that would drive me nuts. I couldn't, I, I could not deal with the constant <laughs> Um, so I really, I wish I had advice for you people that are suddenly finding yourselves working at home and all of your kids are home all the time too. Um, I know there's a lot of like, I think there's like zoos and museums and all these people doing free broadcast free, um, 
live streamed educational programs that uh, seem to be really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Those kind of things. I, I just, I really don't, I don't know what to tell you if you got kids, except that I'm sorry. I saw a post uh, earlier that my pastor, uh, so my, you know, my pastor, his wife um, is a school teacher. So there, she's obviously at home and then Mm. they have five kids. And, and so they're probably all at home now. One is in college, but I think college wise, he's probably home by now. And uh, (laughs) there was a post this morning. He's like, well, we're in day three of this, and I have decided to join oh Abby's gosh. TikTok account. <laughs> and, and Abby is his like 16 oh year old daughter. <laughs> so he's now on like that her TikTok hilarious. videos, which is pretty hilarious. What but, a dad. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think it's awesome. But it is. But uh, yeah, so all right, guys, um, this has been a, a shorter episode, but we thought it would be a timely one. Uh, in a nutshell, remote working is hard. It's not easy. You can do it. And if you've been thinking about leaving a job and they're not going and they're having cash flow issues and they're going to say we're having to delay payroll or anything like that, yep. that may be your final indicator of could I need be. to go do something else. So yeah, really could, but all right. Um, that's all we got. Anything think else so. panic worth adding? Stay sane, stay safe, stay sanitary. Okay. Uh, and we will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work-Life Balance. If you have questions or stories you'd like to share, email us at worklifebalanceshow at gmail.com or call in on Anchor. We'd love to have you on the show.